friend, welcome to Brilliant Business Moms, a podcast all about helping brilliant women just like you to build a business on the side while spending time with their families. I'm your host, Beth Ann Schwamberger, and we're going to have a great time together. Let's get started. Hey friends, welcome back to another special episode of the Brilliant Business Moms podcast. So today I'm handing over the mic to Victoria on my team and she has some awesome thoughts for you all as you head into the new year. It might shift your perspective a little bit. It might give you a chance to take a deep breath take a step back and start to think about what really matters for you this year and to make sure that as you set your plans and your priorities that you're deciding what's most important and not letting other people kind of take over your list and dictate your life for you. One of the things that really struck me about what Victoria is going to share today, which, you know, again, it's really just about intentional living. It's about the joy of missing out and it's about setting boundaries for yourself so that, again, you can do what really matters. And I have to say that as a rebel, that word boundaries, at first when I hear it, I'm like, ugh, boundaries, that feels so constricting, that feels so limiting. But what I love about what Victoria shares about boundaries is that, you know what, listen, if you don't set clear boundaries for yourself, boundaries for how you will spend your time, how you will spend your money, um, how you will do things in your family, if you don't set those boundaries, guess what? Somebody else is going to come along and set them free. For you, because that's the thing. That's that's how life works, right? If we don't have those clear limits for ourselves, it's really easy for someone else to kind of steamroll over us. And before we know it, it's March, and we're going. Wait, why did I say yes to these ten things? Um, And I'm totally frazzled, and I'm overwhelmed, and my family is um, suffering as a result. What happened? Um, So I think you're going to love hearing from Victoria and uh, what she has to share with you comes from a lot of experiences that she's had this past year where she's just had to turn things around. And, you know, if you're looking to take Victoria's advice and really map a plan out for yourself, I've got some free planning printables for you. You can grab them at bit.ly forward slash BLP printables. So that's bit.ly forward slash BLP, P-R-I-N-T-A-B-L-E-S. BLP printables. Okay. Um, And so what's fun about those is one, you'll get to sample some of the things that are inside the Brilliant Life Planner, but there are also some extra pages in there. So there's a page where you can map out your week and what are all of the hours that you have? What are those going to in your week? And you might be surprised at how many hours you're spending on certain things that you realize, you know what, That's, this is really not a big priority for me. And there's also a sheet all about brainstorming the ways that you can bring in more of the things that you and your family love and that bring you joy and brainstorming ways that you can eliminate some of those things that are really just sucking the life out of you. Okay. (laughs) So I know obviously we, we all live in the real world. There are things we have to do, but again, when you take these sheets and you map things out, I think you're going to realize that there's a lot you really do have control over and that you can change. So make sure you go and grab your printables and then 
grab a cup of your favorite beverage and sit back and listen to Victoria. I think you're going to love what she has to share with you. Take it away, Victoria. Hey there, brilliant business moms. Beth Ann was kind enough to share the mic for the month of December. And so you heard from Carly last week. And this week, I am so excited to be talking to you. And what I would like to share about is setting up boundaries in our life and business so we can actually enjoy those things, both our life and our businesses. I think especially around the holidays and heading into the new year, our schedules suddenly seem so much fuller than we thought they were, right? Like if you're like me, you're looking at your calendar going, when did I agree to do all of this stuff? Why don't I have more time? I think that that's especially normal, right? Around November and December. But the reality is a lot of us live under those circumstances all year long especially if you have been kind of committed to overwhelming yourself for a long time, you might even start to notice those effects in your own body. Maybe you've been getting headaches or just an upset stomach, fatigue, those kinds of things. If you're there, you're not alone. That is a classic sign of burnout, and I certainly felt that way in 2017. It was kind of a difficult year for me and my family. Just going to cut it straight with you. Um, About March, we realized that I was burning out and I was heading down a really scary road. Um, I was having all of those symptoms I kind of described to you. I was getting headaches and being really tired and having just crazy things like dizziness and brain fog suddenly come over me. And I had never experienced those things before, but all of a sudden it was kind of, my body was crashing. I was getting all this at once. And it's taken um, the better part of this year full of kind of rearranging our life, our schedules, changing our eating habits, visiting different doctors, and just resetting our priorities. It's taken all of that for me to kind of recover from this burnout. And I really didn't see it coming, but I've learned so much. And that is why I'm really excited to be sharing with you today what I have learned. Um, A quick resource I did want to tell you about that has really helped me and my husband a lot as we have walked through this year has been a book set. Um, Basically, it's a a man, a Scottish pastor named David Murray, and his wife is a medical doctor named Shona. And basically, Pastor David wrote this book called Reset, Living a Grace-Paced Life in a Burnout Culture. And then shortly after, his wife um, wrote kind of a female companion to the book, like the same message, but geared towards women, called Refresh, Embracing a Grace-Paced Life in a World of Endless Demands. I would highly recommend both of these books, and we have the link in our show notes. To give you an update of where we are now, though, our family is feeling especially blessed and just grateful. We're really hopeful for the future. A lot of healing has taken place. We've gotten some answers, and we're kind of heading down a much better path And almost in confirmation of kind of this healing and restoring work we've been doing, um, we found out that we're having another baby. So in fall, I found out baby number three is on the way. And my husband and I were were definitely excited. It's a little bit of a surprise, but we were just so grateful and really taking this as a sign that like, yes, we're in the right direction. Things are going well. We're getting better. Baby's on the way. You know, let's make sure we're as healthy and whole as we can be so we can welcome our third little baby next year. So with that background, what I wanted to do is to give you guys three perspectives that have really helped me course correct my hectic life pace and start focusing on what really matters. Now, just a note, 
I, just like you, am a work in progress. Do not listen to this episode and think, wow, Victoria over there really has her ducks in a row. She is so lucky. Um, I do not have nine ducks in a row. As the saying goes, I have squirrels and they are at a rave most days. These perspectives I'm going to share are just that, perspectives that help me. I have to remind myself of these things constantly, over and over and over again, like telling a toddler to pick up a toy or something. Um, I'm, it's very childlike of a process sometimes. A lot of reminding, a lot of stumbling and falling, a lot of getting back up again and just continuing to try. Just keep that in mind. I think I am closer this, at, you know, this time this year than I was at this time last year. But like all of life, it's just a constant change, constant um, growing and maturing. These are just perspectives that help along the way. But here we go. Our three, one, two, three perspectives that have really helped me set up boundaries and just kind of course correct that crazy hectic pace I was living that was really leading me to burnout. And I was, um, you know, going down a wrong path, (laughs) a bad, scary place. And um, this is just what's helped me kind of come out of that. First of all, it is to swap FOMO for JOMO. Now, I'm sure you've probably heard of FOMO, the fear of missing out. I am an extreme sufferer. I'm really extroverted. I love people. I love doing things. And definitely the thought that I might miss out on something is like almost devastating to me. But credit for the thought of JOMO goes to Christy Wright, which is where I first heard this. And I put the link in the show notes of the video It's actually a piece from the Today Show where I heard her first say it. And JOMO just stands for the joy of missing out. And I really love that. So often we will focus on what we're missing out when we say no or step back, but we don't often have the appropriate focus on what we're gaining, right? We're so obsessed with what we're leaving behind, we can't see what is ahead. Some examples I thought of were maybe like you get an invitation to some mom's night out, which is some casual acquaintances, and it sounds really fun. And you're like, yeah, hey, it's Thursday. I could pull together a babysitter and I could leave the house and go for mom's night out. That's fun. Nothing's wrong with the mom's night out. Um, But maybe it's with people you don't super know. You're just dying to get out of the house or whatever. Instead of maybe hustling to accept that invite with kind of casual friends, Maybe you can swap it for the joy of missing out on that. And then instead you get a relaxing night at home with your husband, who you know is someone that you actually know really well and have a relationship with. That was just one example. Another might be instead of kind of signing up for every extracurricular activity that your kid brings home, it all sounds super fun. There's nothing wrong with extracurriculars. We want our kids to succeed and learn a lot and just enjoy being a kid. But you know that committing to all these things are going to basically make you an Uber driver for your children. Maybe that doesn't sound so good to you. So instead of fearing you're going to miss out or your kid will miss out on all these opportunities, maybe you just say yes to one activity and then you get the joy of, I don't know, like eating dinner with your family face to face most nights a week instead of hustling around town, going to different activities. Or maybe you decide not to catch up on all the hot new TV shows. Maybe you will miss out on some pop culture conversations, but you'll have the joy of knowing that you've used that time instead to make progress toward your business goals or finish a home project you've been dying to do. I think so often, like Christy Wright says, we will just focus on what we're leaving behind and not what we're gaining. But if you really see this fear of missing out versus joy of missing out, it's just a swap. You're kind of swapping your time 
for the better thing, for the thing that actually means most to you, that's one great way to kind of prevent burnout and set up the boundary and just know like, no, I know myself. I know what I want to do. Instead of worrying, yeah, sure, I might miss a fun party or whatnot. I'm actually getting much better things that are more important to me. So speaking of boundaries, that's the second perspective that's been helpful for me. And that is boundaries aren't bad. So we all live under a set of boundaries. And if you don't agree with me, hello, gravity. See, boundaries aren't all that bad. If we didn't have gravity, we'd be flying all around like astronauts. We couldn't get anything done. Um, The thing is, though, if you don't set your own boundaries, you are going to be scrambling to live life under someone else's boundary, someone else's idea of how you should spend your time, money, and energy, right? That's what a boundary is. And I don't know about you, but I want to be in control of my own life. I don't want someone else telling me what to do with my time, money, and energy. So setting boundaries really is kind of the easy part. It's really easy to sit down with a piece of paper or your brilliant life planner, for example, go through the goal setting sheets and say, yep, these are my boundaries, you know, no problem. But when it comes time to enforce them, that can kind of be tough. And we actually have a great post on the Brilliant Business Moms blog that is 25 actual real life ways you can say no. It's linked in the show notes here. And if you struggle with that say no part, I'm telling you, like, Enforcing your boundaries, saying no, the more you practice doing that, that muscle will get stronger and you're just going to feel better. You're going to feel better that you're not letting someone else dictate your schedule or your finances or whatever. And you can say, no, this is what's important to me. And it just gives a lot of peace of mind. So again, I really like kind of giving you concrete examples so you can kind of picture what I'm talking about and hopefully apply that to your life. Um, For me, The two areas that I have really been working on my boundaries this year are with my work schedule and our family finances. So with my work schedule, the way that has looked for us is that I schedule my work time each week, and that's largely based around when I can get childcare. We have a babysitter who comes one day a week, and then in the evenings when my husband isn't working, we pick a few of those evenings for me to do some work. So... When a client gives me a new assignment, right? I'm a VA, I'm on Beth Ann's team. When she gives me a new assignment, I will try my best to get back with her and estimate when it's going to get done according to my work week. So when I'm working, I'm working. And when I'm not, I'm not. So for example, if I were to get an assignment Thursday or Friday, but I know I'm not gonna have any sit down work time until Saturday morning, for example, I would just say that, hey, this looks great. I can do it. I will start working on it Saturday or whenever. My um, calendar is really booked already with assignments you have, and I can get to this Wednesday at the earliest. Just, it's a boundary, right? I think it's really tempting, especially for us who are working for ourselves, right? We're mompreneurs, we're working at home. It's really easy just to jump and want to try to do things all the time. But if you do that, then your schedule is getting out of control. And I've found too, I'm a much more efficient and effective worker when I'm working on my schedule and not just trying to jump and do things all the time around the clock. So that's a boundary, right? Really simple. It's nothing serious or you don't have to pick a fight to enforce it. That's an easy one. Set work times and say, hey, this is when I work and this is when I don't. If you are truly a solopreneur and you don't have anyone else working with you in your business, maybe for you, you can just throw up an email signature or an auto reply. Hey, thanks for writing. You know, I'm, I work on my business or I work quote, in my office on these days, you can expect a reply then. Really simple things. And I promise no one will get mad at you for enforcing your boundaries in that area. 
So another more personal example of where we have boundaries is with our family budget. We have been on a written budget for about a solid year now. We've never been crazy with our finances, but we've never been like structured and super disciplined. And this year we've been trying to grow in that area. Again, not perfect. (laughs) A lot of months we blow it and we feel bummed when we don't hit our, when we don't stick to our boundaries, right? We get bummed when we realize, oh man, we let like our impulse or someone else decide our boundary lines. Um, But when we do stick to that, it's really freeing. But what it can look like is maybe we know, for example, we have an allotted amount of money for gas each month. So maybe I and my kids get invited to like a fun day at the park or an event in the next town over, but we only have $5 in the gas category. And I know like that I have to go run errands later that week or do groceries or whatever. I can say, sorry, I can't do that. You know, there's not money in my gas category. I don't tell friends that, but you know what I mean? You can make the decision based on your own boundaries. So you don't have to give people a reason. You can just say, nope, sorry, love to come, but I'm afraid we're going to miss out, have fun. Because you know, it's more important to you that like you can use your gas money, how you've planned it, rather than just saying yes to a bunch of things other people want you to do. But again, this is where the joy of missing out can really help you. Instead of maybe me feeling sad, like, oh man, I really wanted to go to that fun event at the park with my friend and bring our kids. That would have been a fun time, but it wouldn't have been in line with my boundaries I've decided. So instead of seeing what I missed out, I can just focus on what I did get to do, which was maybe like take my kids for a walk to our own park or go spend some time visiting a neighbor we're getting to know. For me, at the end of the day, those things really are much more important, and my boundaries help me keep those priorities in line. So that's just a perspective. Boundaries are not bad. They sometimes cannot be fun to enforce, and you might need some help, like check out that blog post about the 25 ways you can say no. You might need help enforcing them, but at the end of the day, you will feel better and not burnt out by keeping your boundaries. So my third and final perspective that has really guided me this year in kind of keeping these boundaries and preventing myself from burnout is remembering that no for now doesn't mean no forever. So what you need to know about me, and maybe you're this way too, is that I am an idea person. I constantly have new ideas that I want to act on right then. You know, my husband will get tickled at me because I might have an idea for like a DIY I want to do or a new craft project I want to create and put on our wall. But if I can't like get it done that day, sometimes I get frustrated. Like, oh, why can't I just run to the craft store and get this finished? I'm thinking of it. It's going to be great. If I get it done, it'll be done and then I'll be wonderful. I can get kind of obsessive about when I do things. Drive and ambition is good, but you can't always do everything right when you want to do them, right? I'm teaching my kids this all the time. I know, honey, you want to go do whatever, but it's not time for that right now. Right now it's time to nap. We can do that later. It's a tough lesson and even... It's hard for toddlers, and let's be honest, it's hard for adults too. So this year, I was running three different business ventures. That's right, three. I had three different ideas. I had um, my VA work, which I've been doing for a while that was already kind of bringing in money, and then I had two other businesses. I was starting or getting off the ground and moving forward, and I was excited about them, but the thing is, is I am only me, and I can only have, I only have limited time, And I can only spend my energy in so many places before, you guessed it, I get burnt out. So what I learned is that even though I need to set some aside, one business in particular, though it is the one I'm most passionate about, it takes a lot of time and energy and resource. And for us, for our family, where our stage in life is, 
and where we are with our financial goals, the timing just isn't great to pursue it. But it's been encouraging to me to remember that no for now doesn't mean no forever. So even though I'm setting this one business totally aside for the time being, it doesn't mean that I'm not gonna get back to it. What it means is that I am going to be making myself stronger and getting you know our family in a place where I can come back and pursue it full force. It's okay for you to look at your life and look at what you're pursuing and acknowledge, hey, it's better for me to spend my time in X place so later I can spend more of my time in Y place. I don't know what that is for you. Maybe it's not something even that you love or maybe you're tied up with something that you kind of enjoy, but it's just too much right now and you'll come back to it later. Or maybe like me, it's something you're really passionate about and you really want to do and you just love it and hate to set it aside that you know like, hey, this takes up a lot more time than I'm able to give right now and it would be better for me to come back at it later when you know my schedule's freer or what have you. So maybe that's something you need to think about. What things might you need to be setting aside for the moment to pick back up later? The big thing is that to remember is that no for now doesn't mean no forever. And I hope that encourages you. I know that example was kind of vague, but I don't want to get all into the details of my life that won't be super relevant to everyone. But hopefully you get the point. You might need to say no today, but then a couple months from now or a year from now, you can give a really full resounding yes, and it will be so much better at that time. So guys, thank you so much for listening to this solo episode. Again, those three perspectives are to swap FOMO for JOMO, um, to remember the boundaries aren't bad, and to reassure yourself that a no for now doesn't mean no forever. Um, And special thanks to Beth Ann for giving us a little spot on her podcast. This has been super fun. And I definitely look forward to getting your comments or questions if you want to talk any more about this topic. Now it's your turn to head out there and be brilliant. Oh man, my friends, isn't that Victoria so wise? I have to say that she uh, personally on my team challenges me on a pretty regular basis when I might come with an exciting new idea or a project and she is incredibly supportive and encouraging, but she asks a great question always, which is, I love that, but what are we going to take away so that we can make that happen? Because Victoria understands that, you know what, there is not time that stretches out to infinity. We have limited time. So if my new plans and ideas don't involve also hiring a new person for the team or me miraculously working twice as many hours in a week, then you know what? Guess what? I'm going to have to take some other things away. So I so appreciate Victoria's wisdom, the example that she leads in her own life, but the way she brings that wisdom to all of us here on the Brilliant Business Moms team. And again, make sure you grab our free printable so that you can start mapping out your brilliant life for this next year too. You can grab those at bit.ly forward slash BLP printables. Before you go, I would love it so much if you would take just a minute to leave Brilliant Business Moms a rating and review. You know, it sounds like a silly thing to ask for, but believe it or not, iTunes really looks at those rating and reviews in terms of where they rank our podcast in search and in different podcast categories. So by simply taking a minute, telling us what you think of the show, it lets other brilliant business moms just like you find our podcast and they get to tune in every week. So you're doing not just us a favor, but you're doing a lot of other fabulous moms just like you a favor too.